Yeah. I should probably be talking into this. Yeah, that's helpful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Citadel Podcast. I'm your host, Nate Fleming. I am joined by my uh, corduroy trodden. Trodden? That's not the word. Corduroy. Hang on. When I've, you wear I've something. I've been a corduroy boy before. Oh, you've been corduroy boy yeah, before? Yeah, and I'm not wearing corduroy. Oh, this is corduroy. By my warm co-host, Joshua Sitta. That's me. Very warm. warm. Got a jacket and corduroy mm-hmm. on. Joshua, what's one thing about you no one knows? Um... Uh, I I have recently taken a series of feedback that my hair is too short. Okay. What? No, I guess that's that's feedback people know. If they're giving no, me no, feedback, no. they know about it. I didn't know it till just now. That's one thing that you don't know about me. Perfect. Nate, what's one thing that people don't know about you? Um I was dating a girl just because she had normal television and there was a PBS special of Hamilton in Chicago. So Hmm. When I lived in Chicago, I dated her just to be able to watch the special of Hamilton, and then I broke up with her over ramen. Integrity is the name of the, no, of the game I mean, for us at the Citadel Podcast. Yeah, no. I got to see the special. Uh-huh, yeah. It was pretty good. It was about the making of Hamilton. So, um, like an hour ago, essentially, one article popped out that Russia took down the Revil hacking group. At U.S. request. Uh-huh. Ain't nobody take me down. Well, calm down. Hang on. <laughs> I forgot we're gonna about get, those guys. We're going to get to you in a second. Uh, there's also like article four minutes ago, seven minutes ago. This is breaking news. So uh, I haven't had time to like look through everything to, to figure it out. But I mean, why? What makes Revil so bad? Okay. So, yeah, if if you're just getting your cybersecurity news from us at Citadel, you'll know them as Revil. The Revil Gang. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody else is calling them our evil, probably incorrectly. More than it's absolutely incorrect, right? Look at how it's spelled. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Revil is the group that has been attributed with the, all of the most um, costly cyber attacks that we've seen here in America over the last twelve months. Solargate. Um, Kaseya. Kaseya, yeah. Um, yeah I, I don't one. think Sol- Solarigate was them. Um, Kaseya, JBL, nope, JBS Meatpacking. Um, th- these these big supply chain attacks that we saw over the summer, that's that's your Revo gang. Sorry, keep going. I'm trying to read a number, and I'm confused by it. Okay. <laughs> what's, what's the number? <laughs> All right, it says a joint police and FSB operation. So essentially, Russia did this at the request of the U.S., which is like... That already is enough of a story for it to be what? Yeah, there's some there's some real interesting um, different perspectives on that cooperation. It's a weird cooperation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but essentially the, the police force took down, they searched 25 different addresses. They detained 14 people, uh, listing the assets that it seized, including 426 million rubles. This, I don't think this is correct, but... Six hundred billion five hundred thousand euros. Okay, so I should say that right now. I don't know why the reporting is looking like this, but all of the different news outlets are reporting different figures. Um, so the four hundred twenty-six million, million rubles—that's rubles, like five and a half million dollars. Um, I've seen. 600,000 American dollars worth of cryptocurrency. I've seen $2.3 million worth of American cryptocurrency. Uh, like, these numbers are all over the map. So I don't They've know. we got it all wrong. <laughs> we don't even need money. We just prospect for gold. Can you quiet down? We're in the middle of a podcast. 
Um, I also like that they list all the money and they're like computer equipment and 20 luxury cars. But like the, yeah. the thing that you want the detail on because they're a hacking com- like company, I guess, is mm-hmm. the computer equipment. There's a there's a CEO of a prolific cybersecurity tool. And he and I met at a, a conference one day and over a couple of drinks, he was talking to me about some of the Russian cyber criminal recruitment parties. Oh. Um, he had he had formerly worked with the American government on kind of like putting together all of this threat intelligence. And there, there are these uh, photos and videos of these Russian cyber criminal recruitment parties where they would just take, they would fill a swimming pool with, uh, with well, with money, with keys to luxury cars, with, I mean, lavish promises about the riches that were going to be involved if you started working with, mm-hmm. with Russia, which is what makes this so interesting, because there, there's evidence that the the Russian cyber hacking that that underbelly is directly supported by the Russian government. Yeah. If I were to put on my tinfoil hat, what this is, is the U.S. needs something to be like, look, we're doing things. Look, we're doing things. 14 people detained? Doesn't sound like enough. And again, 14 by one number, 15 and another one, 17 and another one. It all sounds really weird. Like there's there's video footage of them raiding a place that Russia uh-huh. released. Like what? This, yeah. It doesn't sound like a group of people who make a crap ton of money. Right. Maybe this is one small part of it. Like the the Revil gang was like, okay, Russia, if you're trying to have negotiations with the U.S. and make things look good, here is one of our bunkers. That's like the beginning bunker, not the one that's doing anything. So people, people are looking at this a lot of different ways. The the least interesting way is, hey, good job. It's a it's a symbol of collaboration between American and Russian law enforcement, the FBI working with the FSB. Um, this is this is just what 2020 is going to be about. The relations with Russia are going to continue to improve, and we're going to see a global crackdown of ransomware operators. No, we're not. I don't believe that. Well, it depends on your media outlet, what, what you're going to believe there. The, the one that's far more interesting, but fits in with your tinfoil hats, is this is this is like the mob boss going down to one of his underlings and saying, I got to make an example out of somebody. Mm-hmm. And yep. we're just, we're pulling your number. That's what it feels like. So there's a lot of things to consider here. Russian government steps in and apprehends 15 people. Okay. So those people, what is their fate? Are they incarcerated? Are they put on a, you know, in a, in a white collar prison? Are they taken mm-hmm. care of, right? Who knows? Um, all this money that's been absconded, right? Let's say it's, let's just put a number on it like, um, let's say $10 million. Yeah. I don't know how much. Uh, but between the cryptocurrency and actual cash and uh, whatever else, let's say it's $10 million. On top of the American government put out a $10 million w- reward yeah. for for this gang. So maybe this is just going to be a payday for Russia where they get to say, hey, you know what? We, we have profited much from our criminal mm-hmm. underbelly, but money talks and 
there's a lot of compelling money here to make us go and and you know knock this gang down or this is just how Russia throws America a bone amidst you know some it's it's almost a cold war that's brewing like the relationships between Russia and America are getting so hot um especially over like our different yep. perspectives on Ukraine and and um, which is what I was about to bring into the conversation next is it's loosely attached to the fact that Ukraine just had another and Ukraine is the staging ground. I think I've talked about this before for what the attacks are going to be that Russia is using. So Ukraine just had another attack that targeted their government websites, kind of shut Ukraine down. Yeah, I think 70 different government websites um, all kind of taken offline. And and when we just we, we talk about websites. It's not just information. Uh, it's availability. It's it's systems that, can, yeah, good, good for you. Yeah. CIA. <laughs> it's if those websites are not available, then the systems that run are not available. Yeah. So like um like think welfare or um if the government controls utility, anything that you would need a service for. The website is often the front end for that. Yep. So they're really impacting people's lives, not just taking down informational websites. An example would be is if there were a store that was open, but the front part of the store had a big gate over it, like the gates that you can roll down. The store is open. You can still get in and get anything out the store. The only thing is you can't access it, so you're not able to get anything out the store. Right. The gate's closed. Yep. It's like the similar to when Facebook was shut down. What people didn't realize is now most of the world can't message each other. Yes. That's exactly, that's a perfect analogy. WhatsApp is down too. Mm-hmm. Like, just because you can't get to the storefront means you can't get to anything in the store. Yeah. But this this was like the preceding uh, what happened with Revil. So you've got all these attacks happening in Ukraine. And in my mind, they're absolutely connected. Yeah, right. So if, if we've seen before for years now um, that... Ukraine is the test environment by which they launch the rest of their yep. campaigns. Because they're, Russia is currently, like right now, trying to get Ukraine. And when I mean, say get Ukraine, I mean like take Ukraine yeah, into occupied. their nation. Uh-huh. Their, Ukraine will become just Russia too. Right. So with that history, and now you have <laughs> the Russian government who is taking their computer equipment, well, you're taking their malware, you're taking their infrastructure. Yep. How easy would it be for you to just rinse and repeat this? I thought that was just fascinating. And it's like an hour ago. So like we're on top of it, of what's actually happening. So yeah. Who, who do you think is going to drive those 20 luxury cars now? I don't know, but I put in a couple of requests. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to <laughs> trying to get a new whip. <laughs> yep. Not as like eventful as last year going into January with all that wonderful Microsoft stuff, the zero day. Yeah. There's, I mean, we're right. We're right on the tail end of like the big log for J yep. vulnerability. Log for shell came out within 72 hours. That was the exploit for it. There was a big um, uh, Microsoft Exchange bug that they had to fix. Uh, that that a vulnerability management program would would account for. There, we're not any closer to running out of things to be scared about. Oh yeah. But it just seems quieter this year, stepping mm. into this year, than last year's. Oh, man, we, we were hot off the presses with December's 
Solarigate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kaseya, and then right after that, another massive one. And it just seemed like one after the other kept hitting. And I think March was another big one last year. Can't remember which one it was. But it just felt like the beginning of the year was a little bit more eventful than this year. Yeah. What you just said there where you're like, ah, I felt like something happened in March. That seemed pretty eventful. Can't remember what it was. That's how I'm starting to feel about cybersecurity news. Yeah. It just seems like there's always... Did, hey, biggest one ever, two days later. Okay, so yeah. what we said last time was true at the time. Uh-huh. But now the new biggest one ever, <laughs> three right. days later. Yeah. So I know we may have said. <laughs> right. Yeah, cyber cybersecurity is that overachiever in yeah. school who just has to keep being the best. It's ramping up. I get TikToks on my uh, For You page on my TikTok when I'm scrolling through. People are like, hey, want to make $600,000 a year with a $120,000 sign-on bonus? I'm like, yeah, of course. Well, then get a career in tech. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, uh, well, now I'm back out of this again. Mm -hmm. So Revil is now, prior to this, they were out of the top 10 ransomware actors uh, in terms of frequency. Your number one ransomware group now is Lockbit2. Lockbit 2. Number two is Conti. Conti, every time we've tried to talk about them on the the uh, the podcast, something happens to the recording. Hmm. Conti is the really interesting one where um, the people who were running the organization, the, the, the cyber criminal group, Conti, weren't respecting their operators well enough. Interesting. So like the little black hat guys that they would recruit to work on their procedures... Because they really had, they were they were running Conti like a franchise. Like they had um, entry level positions that would carry out these procedures, and the um, entry level weren't getting paid enough. Yep. So there was a guy who got mad, one of the entry level guys, and said, "Guys, when we're getting paid this bad, we may as well just work legitimately for a company." Yeah. And then he, they released all of Conti's procedures for malware operations, for how to compromise businesses. Um, released a bunch of information about what their payment terms looked like. <laughs> yeah. um, and Conti, the cyber criminals, had their own data breach from a disgruntled employee. That's funny. Mm -hmm. Conti sounds like a nickname for Condoleezza Rice. Yeah. So every time you say Conti, my head puts a picture of Condoleezza Rice. <laughs> <laughs> Condoleezza Rice, number two ransomware actor. Wow. Miss Rice has taken a switch. <laughs> Okay, I guess that's all the valuable info for this one. I mean, it was a brief little Revil thing. No one knows what's happening, honestly. It's just interesting tidbit of news. Yeah. That I don't know how long it'll take for us to actually find out what happened, like what's really happening, but all, all of it has buzzwords that make you go, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, great story. Suspiciously great story. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I thought that was super, super interesting. And it was the fact that my my phone notified me of it. I don't have any alerts set up. Oh, interesting. I don't have alerts set up on anything cybersecurity. My phone's just paying attention to what I happen to browse. Yeah. And what news I click on and mm -hmm. I'm interested in. And that's the news that it puts up because my phone always wants me to go back to my phone. Uh-huh. So that one popped up and I was like, oh, cool. I haven't had a cybersecurity news in a while. Yeah. So I opened it and it was, Revil is getting taken down. Well, that's a good PR campaign if you're getting people on their phones, right? It's a fantastic PR campaign. Does a great job. Um, Let's see. What a, a word of advice. Sometimes it's okay to just exist. You don't always have to be doing something. We haven't ended the podcast with anything like interesting in a while. 
It's always been just like, <laughs> stop the podcast halfway through. <laughs> I, f- I, I feel like the ends of our podcast are the most titillating part. Really? Yeah. The, where it just stops? Yeah. You remember that time that... Ba-da-ba-da-ba-ba. Hey! 